Hey guys, welcome back to uh, City Lights Podcast. Um, it's been kind of a patchy, rough uh, couple past weeks, and um, we've just been kind of busy with the with the new year, with your holidays, and me and Victor both just got back from a missions trip. Um, went to Italy, I went to um, Germany, and um, it was a two-week thing where we went out and we helped... Um, Ukrainians that were um, refugees running away from the war, kind of seeking shelter in, in uh, nearby countries, and um, you know we did multiple things. We weren't sure what we what we what we were gonna expect, what we were gonna you know kind of going into, but um, you know the Lord sent us there, so we know that you know God we God did amazing things through us there, and I'm sure um, you know in Germany and as well as in Rome. Um, so we're kind of just going to talk about that, um, and talk about our experiences, things that we learned. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys all, uh, already heard a little bit kind of about Rome as, uh, I recorded a podcast with a member of my team, um, in actually Italy. I brought myself with me, uh, and yeah, I just, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Basically, um, just I'd, for you, I want to learn about your thing, your, um, your whole missions trip, and you know, we ask questions about mine. Um, kind of just getting right into it. First, I want to like thank everyone who you prayed for us, supported us through these um, past two weeks, um, and you know, this is our people. These are we. This is all our country, Ukraine. It's where our parents come from. I mean, you were born in America, but we. We understand the culture. We grew up in the culture. We know the language, and um, and it's just sad. And it feels like a part of your heart is 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 being broken. And um, you know, going to this missions, I you know I haven't been. I went to Ukraine when I was three, and that's the last time I've been out of out of the country. So um, and this is my first missions trip. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. first one. Yep. Yeah. So um, it was just a uh, a lot of praying, and I didn't know in what way God would use me and what way that, um, what we would, what we would be doing, you know, it's, it's not your typical missions trip, I guess. Um, but you know, I, I believe that when God sends you somewhere, it's for a reason. And, um, I just want to ask like a question for you, Victor, what is one thing that kind of God taught you in the past, in the, in the two weeks or something that stood out like a, even a lesson from a day or something that, you know, God kind of opened up to you about missions, about, um, you know, these past two weeks. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> I think like Victor already mentioned, uh, this wasn't, I guess, your typical mission trip, you know, that you think of when you hear missions or missions work, you know, going to a third world country or, you know, just a poorer country than yourself and, you know, sharing the gospel with people who've never heard it before or, or something like that. This was different because these countries, I mean, they were relatively rich, you know, speaking in terms of the rest of the world. So it was definitely, you know, not your typical mission trip. And with that being said, uh, I learned a lot of things, uh, but also there was a lot of things that I brought over uh, from America with my work, you know, street evangelizing here. I, I would say the the one that stands out the most is kind of a story um so as we as you know we were in rome and this was probably like the first or second night 
and we were just kind of finishing off from like street evangelizing and we were just kind of walking around we had like a speaker and we were just kind of blasting some ukrainian songs and we were coming up on the coliseum and i don't know what got into me or, or like what it was and then like i was just like not feeling it that night you know mm-hmm. or kind of afterwards and we were just walking and we kind of stopped and they're like okay let's sing here and i'm like what Mm-hmm. I'm like we're literally right in front of the Coliseum, but we're probably maybe 20 feet away from it. We can see the lights on there. I'm like, we're not going to see any Ukrainians here, you know? Like, what are we doing? Like, I was super against it, and I was just super against it. And I was just, and I was, just, and I was making it vocal, you know. And then they're like, whatever. We, they just started singing, and I didn't, I didn't even finish like talking, finish complaining before the first Ukrainians walked up. We had our Ukrainian flag and everything like that, and I'm like no way that this is happening. And they, more people just start coming. I don't know if they're Ukrainians or not, but people just w- were, like, stopping. And, and and my eyes were just open. I'm just like, wow. Like, like, imagine if they actually listened to me, you know, and we didn't stop there and we just kept going or mm-hmm. we went home or, or to eat or to whatever it was. I'm like, we wouldn't have been able to, to minister to these people. Yeah. You know, and, and it was in, in a time like that where, you know, I let my, I guess, you know, I could see like worldly, you know, desires and they weren't even anything but bad, you know, it was a long day, we were tired, just wanted to go home. It's just kinda of like your plans. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, we're not gonna meet anyone here. I'm like, there's no point in doing this. But God used that situation to like, you know, show me like, no, like who are you to tell me that you're not gonna see anyone here? Even in front of the Coliseum, you yeah. know, with people, tons of people there, you know. Yeah. There's still like people who walk for sure. Out. Um just one thing for you guys listening. Um we got some new technology, kind of upgrading things, so kind of getting used to things um, and might hear some sort of feedback or something like that. We apologize. Um, we're also just going to keep on upgrading our stuff as we go, um, and hopefully we'll figure out the, 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 the new things and whatnot. But anyway, uh, going back to what you were talking about, uh, just kind of connecting to what you were saying, um, I had a similar situation um, kind of you know just just landing there like i said like i didn't know what to expect what i was going into my first mission trip it's not like we said it's not your typical one or um but one thing that the first like first weekend i was there um you know we did a lot of great things that the whole week you know we went visited a ton of families um you know did led youth services we went to like a whole apartment complex where like not all not all of them are christian there we you know gave bibles out and preached and and kind of just invited them to the pastor's church which i was staying at the pastor's house um the whole two weeks but really awesome guy and one thing he told me that weekend he kind of mentioned the story of jesus um spitting in in the dirt and making the mud and putting it on the guy's eyes you know and he's and he's like talking, say, saying like, imagine the Holy Spirit telling you to do that to someone. There's like, and, and it's like, imagine how like how small the chances that you're gonna go and do that, and like that's like, it was so crazy. I never like thought of it like in that way where it's like a man. If if God told me to do that, would I actually like even consider that? You know, it's like those are the type of situations where the Holy Spirit leads you, and 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 it might be like, oh, go talk to this person, stop here, sing these songs, um, you know just find this random person and then tell them that God loves you and these little things where you're just like, no, that's so, it's so random and weird. Like, why would I do that? I'm just going to, you know, stick to what I think is right, you know, but then the Holy Spirit tells you to spit in some dirt, make mud and put it on someone's eyes. And it's like, that's, that's ridiculous to us. And 
you know, and the next week we went to um, a refugee center with like 120 Ukrainians. It was actually in Denmark, so we had a little bit of a drive, but um, we we showed up there. Um, it was like a, a weird thing because we didn't know who, like our, our contact there. We didn't know who it was. We didn't know um, like kind of what was going on. So we show up um, and we start, everyone's in line trying to get their money for like the refugee money, whatever that the Denmark was giving them. And there, no one's focused on us. We're talking. We're trying to sing some songs, and everything's just not working out. And I'm thinking, like, man, why did we drive all the way here to for this? Like, this is useless. Like, we're not we're not being productive at all. Um, and one of the pastors is like, okay, let's take an hour break, pray, sing some songs, go back. Um, an hour goes by, kind of. We're just stay, kind of staying in the area, and then we come back to like the main building area, um, and we. Um, start singing songs again um and there was just a kind of small group coming one lady was crying um more and more people came crying um singing with us we talked to them we preached to them um you know some of our team members went out and talked to um like different people like on the side or whatever and and we you know had a bunch of food for them and bibles and we handed them out and i'm thinking like man like imagine if we just got up and left the whole and then just be like man that was such a waste and like you know you just our faith kind of shaking a little bit but one thing i learned is like if god sends you somewhere if the holy spirit tells you to do something he's not going to send you there and be like cray okay you know you got this like go go and do your whatever you know he just he doesn't just lead you somewhere um so you can figure it out yourself if he leads you there he's going to complete he's going to do what you know he brought you there to do you know and um and that's what it, just something I learned is like God is talking to you, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you to do something. Um, you better stay there until it's done. You know what I mean? Like God's not going to send you somewhere just for you to struggle and, and just for um, nothing to come out of it, you know. And, um, and that's, that was just a huge eye-opener to me. Like, and, and basically like the rest of the time I'm, I was there, I just had this kind of mindset where, um, you know, just be faithful in the little, you know. If God tells you go somewhere, go there, you know, and that's already enough for him to start using you and working you through. And um, and that's just something kind of like that changed my mindset, you know, like there's there's so many there's so many different things that could have happened if we just left. You know, we we didn't we didn't know what kind of impact we were going to have until we, you know, we stayed faithful to the to that um, time that or that stayed faithful to what God was telling us to do. You know, we sang those songs, and, and we see people give their life to Jesus that day, and that was just so amazing. Yeah, honestly, I think that I had a very similar, you know, experience to that. And it, like, affects you for the rest of the trip, too, you know? It's not like it's just this one thing take place, and then, you know, you forget about it for the rest of the two weeks or whatever, especially because for both of us, it happened kind of early on. And in Rome, the church that we went to was practically non-existent. And I say that just because not not in any bad way. That's just simply how it was. You know, we were there, and we learned later that this pastor he was on his like last, um, you know, last straw or whatever. He was literally ready to pack it all up. He was there for five years trying to start this church in Rome. Oh wow! He was there for five years, and he was basically done. You know, he was like, he was getting ready just to drop it all and to move to a different city. Because like he just nothing was working out, and and we got there right at that like breaking point for him, you wow. know, and like, and just to see that like now that's obviously in hindsight. I mean, we probably found that out maybe a week in or something like that. So, 
like you know for me personally i kind of felt con- convicted for the you know the thoughts that i had like you know who is this guy or who do we come to or whatever but no like god sent us to rome specifically to build up this church you know mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't even to minister you know to the the ukrainian refugees as much as it was to been, uh, to build up this church because we did minister to them um all in all, I would say there's there was probably about 200 for the whole two weeks, which mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. And, you know, we were kind of thinking about, you know, oh, man, is it even worth coming here or was it even, you know, worth it? But well, after finding out about this church and we just, you know, kind of directed the focus, we just, we still went to hotels and we still, like, you know, uh, spent times with other refugees, but we also spent time with the church itself and, in, and really trying to invite people to come to this church and making – it possible for them because you know yeah. these refugees i mean this church was in the heart of rome it was like downtown rome and these hotels and stuff like that they were nowhere in the city there was the closest one was probably 30 to 45 minutes away and most of them were even further than that you know mm-hmm. so when we, we would go to a hotel or we would go you know find these refugees we would invite them to come to the service you know and we had to make that happen as well. So we sacrificed, you know, our van, uh, the car that we rented to go out to these places, our, you know, hour, hour and a half to go pick up the few people who wanted to come and who wanted to make it. And in that, like, you could just see how his, the pastor's spirits were lifted. And he, I mean, he was truly a gifted uh, individual for like speaking with, uh, you know, crowds and people like that. I mean, we all have our flaws and stuff like that, and we're quick to point him out, but this he was he truly had a heart for this you know what i mean so right. we just saw how god you know like almost rejuvenated him his spirit and you know, how how he just like he was completely different than like the first couple of days that we you know knew him or whatever yeah and and this was kind of our reason for going on these trips um you know we went to germany there was a poland team um switzerland sweden 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 Czech Republic. a difference um, I, and then the Czech Republic, right? Yeah, and then two um, uh, in Italy. In Italy, so Rome and Naples. Naples yes. Um, and we kind of just wanted to build these connections, um, help out in any way we can, and, and kind of build God's church with our with our people, you know. And, and I saw that in Germany when I was there. We, we went to so many different refugee centers, different homes, uh, just found broken people that coming from this war, and they had nowhere to turn to. And then here's this pastor that we connected with, and he's like, hey, come to our church. You know, we're, we're going to give you, um, here's help. You know, you have a community that's going to help you out. We'll drive you to church. We'll give you Bibles, you know, give counseling and all these things. And and um, and that's what those people needed at the moment. You know, it's from you losing everything, losing their home, losing everything they knew to now they're going into a whole, um, they're going into a whole nother country, unknown. And now, we, you know, there's pastors, different people that have been there and, and kind of established and um, you're able to invite them in loving arms. And um, it was just so amazing to see, like, literally before my eyes, a church being created and being made. And it's like this something that I didn't, like, I have no idea what to expect from. And, you know, I knew going into this trip that I was able, I, I would, I asked God, you know, help me to affect these people in a positive way. But I knew also that I would be affected mm. even, maybe even more. Because all the things I learned, all the things I saw, all the people I spoke to, hearing their stories and and just being away from home and, and it's totally different location. Um, there's so much that I was able to just grasp and see how God's working, not just in Rochester, but we see that the same Holy Spirit. And that's one of the, our one of our, our group leader is Pastor Mike Savage from um, Syracuse Church, one of the Syracuse churches. And what he was saying is like 
the same spirit that's working in America is working here in Germany as well. And it was just so amazing to see, like, that unity between our churches. It's 4,000 miles away, you know. And you can see how God's building up a church, and it's just a whole body of Christ. And being there those two weeks, um, I was able to make these connections where it's like these are my brothers in Christ. And, and even the, my team members, I didn't know any of them. I know two uh, two girls that came from our church um, the rest I didn't know, but I was able to make such amazing connections with them, and I'm so thankful for that. I mean, yeah, I felt the same way, especially with my group, you know. I mean, I knew most of them because the majority of our group was from, you know, from Rochester. Um, but the people who weren't, you know, we just – even the bus ride, you know, to the pastor's house from the airport, it was about an hour, and we were just like, you know – acting like we've known each other for years like we we felt that connection like immediately you know and that could that could only be like done by the holy spirit moving in us and you could just see even amongst the group members how the holy spirit was working through us and um and by us just even on each other as a group Mm -hmm. to grow yeah um just like even like i can i really like want like see myself going even back to that same church same home same pastor, same youth pastor, well, like the youth pastor, me and him had such a, like awesome connection. Um, and I, I, I would just love to come back there and just see as the church grows and grows and grows. And, you know, and I asked them, you know, like, you know, is this home for you guys now? Or are you guys going to go back to Ukraine? And they said, you know, this for, for what it seems like Germany is our new home. And, you know, that's, it's crazy, like leaving everything and making that decision to stay here because God led them there and see the church is going to be growing and growing and they have an, uh, they're renting from a German church, I think, which is amazing. And, um, you know, just from my attitude changing from the minute I landed to the moment I left is crazy. I mean, first of all, I, when I landed, I, the first two days I was puking like crazy, like you know, 20 times a day, I probably puked a total like 40, 40 times the next two days. I didn't want to eat, no appetite. I lost like 10 to 15 pounds. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, God, like, what am I doing here? Like I, the first two days I couldn't do anything. I didn't, didn't want to leave the, the house. Um, and I was like, man, what am I doing here? Like, I, I so badly want to go home. And, um, and one night, like one of the nights I was there, I think it was I don't remember when it was, it was like the first week or whatever, but um, I remember walking, um, taking a walk at night, and it was on the train tracks, um, and I'm walking, walking, and I just start just praying, and then I, as I look, look up, um, I see like the train tracks just straight ahead of me, just straight, like for miles and miles, I'm like, wow, like that's such a straight path, and I'm like, God, like I want to be led in that same way like just straight for miles and miles and I see your path right in front of me and um, I just praying praying this and and I I was crying and I was just talking to God and for for probably an hour and I'm walking on these train tracks actually funny story um um when I was walking I I um I kind of heard like some noise some you know and then I hear like a huge honk and I was like, oh, no, I see the lights, and I jumped off the, the rails <laughs> and um, kind of interrupted my moment or whatever. But um, I jumped off the rails, and like 10 seconds later, it's, the train just blows by. And thank goodness I, my headphones were dead. I didn't take them with me, so I'd, it, was, it was just <laughs> a scary moment. And then um, I came back this, this past week, and I was reading um, Psalms 
Psalm 5, and one of the verses that stood out to me, it says, lead me, this is verse 8, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Mm. And it was like, boom, flashback to when I was walking on the train track, seeing that straight, narrow path, and I was praying that same prayer, and I come back, and I'm praying that again, and I see this, and then um, later, I think the next day or something, Danik comes over my house, and um, we're reading, and I'm, I'm praying, like, God, make your way straight before me. And um, we open up to Proverbs 3, and it's verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path paths. And, you know, I've read this so many times, heard it so many times, probably like 100 times. You know, I've heard it. But just the way that God used it, just speak to me again. Even though I've heard it so many times, I know this verse. Um, but I see it, and it just comes like kind of like a, a domino effect where I'm praying this at the train tracks, and I come home and I'm praying this again. I'm asking God to do that. And um, he opens up this verse, and it spoke to me like it never spoke to me before. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. And that the whole two weeks, it's like it was me just learning to not lean on my own understanding. If it was up to me, I would have left when God told us to go uh, preach in Denmark to those people. If it was up to me, I would have went to sleep earlier and, and, you know, and done all these other things and just kind of wanted to go home. If it was up to my own understanding, be like, this is kind of, you know, what am I doing here? But um, it's not, it's lean not on your own understanding, but trust in God with all your heart. And that's what just so amazingly that God opened up to me, just trust in him and um, trust in, in his Holy Spirit and, in, 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 um, allow him to lead you, you know, in all your ways, acknowledge him. I, I thought like, what does that mean? And it's like, in everything that you do, acknowledge him. It's like your daily life, acknowledge God, like every, every single step, like God, you're with me and he will make straight your paths. And, um, that was just such an amazing testimony, like where God, you could see God working through the very, that very first step to the end of, of where, and I'm still learning, but like, of that kind of lesson, you know, and it was just, I see this flashback and it's, it was so amazing just to have that, um, that lesson, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like both of our trips were full of these kind of, you know, lessons and probably even too many to talk about here, you know, just because of each day there's probably something new. And I know for, for sure for me, like just hearing the stories of these refugees, you know, just what they left and, and what they left behind uh, is just it was heartbreaking, you know. I and I couldn't even, you know, offer anything of my own strength to condole them. You know, they've probably heard it all. You know, I can't yeah. imagine what you're going through or or, or whatever it is yeah. from the people around them. And 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 you're just there, and you're thinking, you know, like what can I offer you mm -hmm. to try and ease some of this pain? And we couldn't do anything, but we did know, you know, we knew the person or the. We knew Christ. That's 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 what I'm trying to get to. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I, exactly. Without any, you know, the the nice words or whatever, we knew Christ. In Christ, He can condole, you know, anything. And in Christ, He's more valuable than anything that they left, anything that was destroyed back home. And it was just like, and you see, you see their kind of, you know, faces when you, when you start talking about that and things like, and it's they're just you'll never forget them, you know. And there people, and there, and some people, you know, responded to the calling of, of God, especially like, during the service. I remember this this one lady, vividly. Like, uh, honestly, I forgot her name. I think it might have been like Katya or something. But don't don't uh, quote me on that. 
but she, this, she was an older lady, and she went up like the first service that we had. I saw her go up when uh, when like the people like an altar call or whatever, and then she just kept showing up to our outreaches, like yeah. at the hotels at these like you know uh, Christmas evenings is what we call them, like Rizjami Vechere, and uh, she just she was just there and she's just like you know what I thought to be or what I understood as an, as a new believer, but she was there you know just praising God alongside with us. You know, she, she just loved being around us. We got, she got all of our numbers down. Like she had us write them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point she like started just dancing in the middle of the, sur- in the middle of like the song or whatever. And we're just like, at first we thought it was super strange and like, okay, like what's, what's going on. But then I realized like, this is, this is a person who's genuinely worshiping. This is might not be how we're used to it or, or whatever. And it might've not been like the right place for it, but it might, it might've been, you know, mm-hmm. And just seeing how how her life was affected by it, and, and her story was like super rough. She left behind, I think, her her husband and her son back in Ukraine. Uh, her she herself is, I think, is like some opera singer or something like that. Oh wow, from Kiev. Yeah, it just this is like you know people you'd never expect to see there. Right. And it's just like you know you see how God was able to work through us or work mm-hmm. through you know just the simple things that we did. We put on like this this uh, skit. And it wasn't even like us like speaking. It was like an audio recording because it was all in Ukrainian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we were just kind of acting out to it. But she, like, I guess, it just touched her too. You know, it was like yeah. we, we were kind of focused more on you know like the Christmas time because it was just Christmas. But yeah, for for Ukrainians, Ukrainians, if you guys don't know, it's January seventh, something around something there. like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, like like you're saying, it's just those simple things. Yeah. That you know, I'm coming there with my broken half Eng- half Russian, half Ukrainian <laughs> language that I'm speaking to these people. And I'm like worried, like what am I going to say? I, I I can't preach a sermon, a full sermon in Ukrainian. I can't, you know, kind of bring someone to Christ in Ukrainian, Russian. You know, very roughly, maybe I can. And I'm like worried about that. And it's like it's it, and it was like all these like simple coming there, just sing, singing simple songs like holiday songs and carols that these people just. It just warmed their hearts, and you can see that. And one of the first nights I was there, um, the pastor, we had like kind of like a prayer, like service, or like kind of re- like recap of what we're going to do. And he asked, you know, kind of lead us into prayer. And, you know, I stood up there, read in my broken Ukrainian. I, I read Revelations 3.20. I'll read it in English now. But it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. And, and I, I kind of said, like, you know, as we go these next two weeks, um, everywhere where God leads us, may we just pray that, you know, every heart that he's knocking on would open up and hear his voice and allow him to come and enter and eat with them and comfort them and all the brokenness that they, that they were in, that Jesus would come and, and they would accept him into their lives. And, you know, um, it, you know, their brokenness would be mended. And um, it was through these like simple songs, simple, you know, our, our pastor that was with us preaching and and um, us just being there, just being able to just, you know, be a, like support for them um, in this time of need, giving them food and whatnot and saying simple words of encouragement. And like you said, a simple place for the kids. And, you know, we went to two different orphanages over at our time in Germany. And you see these kids are so broken from Mariupol. Uh, one of the cities that was completely destroyed. Um, and these kids, like, just simply, you give them candy, you play some games with them, and it's just so happy. Um, and you could see, like, 
them accepting Jesus, or a lot of them were already, they knew Jesus. It was a Christian um, orphanage. Um, and it was just like, just to see their hearts warmed up because some visitors came and they don't get much visitors. And you see like so many kids like connecting, automatically hugging you as soon as you walk in the door. And it's like, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And another like interesting thing that happened on our trip, because there wasn't that many, you know, Ukrainian refugees to begin with, uh, all of our street evangelizing, like we went to where we were told Ukrainians kind of, you know, tend to gather and to kind of tend to kind of congregate. We probably only met maybe five like uh, refugees. Mm-hmm. There were other people, but these people who, uh, you know, we encountered, they were living in Rome or in Italy for five, 10, 15, 20 years already. And they, and they still remembered the language and, 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 you know, we weren't expecting to meet so many people like that. You know, it was, but God still used us and and used, you know, just the, the simple songs that we're singing again. You know, whatever Misha was saying into the mic, we had a little mic with the speaker uh, to touch their hearts as well. And there's like this one lady who, so my job ended up being going up and running after the people who didn't want to come too close, you know, who like across the street right. or, or who, whatever, who just, you know, we're, we're listening in, but, you know, very difficult job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of chose it upon myself because I'm a very outgoing person. Right. I, I'm just used to that. You know, that's kind of what I do here. But so I went up to this one lady and it turns out she's some diplomat, like Ukrainian diplomat or, or whatever in Rome. And I, I don't remember all the details or whatever, but she was just kind of tearing up because if like almost everywhere we went, even in the services, we did like, you know, special prayers for Ukraine. And we had, you know, songs about Ukraine. And there's this one uh, girl Anya uh, Kuruchka, she was like singing the song, uh, and it was just like a very like heart like uh, you know moving song. It was it was about Ukraine, like you know uh, about keeping Ukraine in our prayers. And like this lady, she was just like, like bawling across the street, and and uh, the guy we were with, uh, he noticed her, and he's like he's like Victor, go go over there and talk to that lady. She's he's like she, she's Ukrainian. I'm like okay, how do you know that? But whatever, I did. I started talking with this lady, and she's just like, she just starts bawling, and I tried to teach her the gospel, or tell her the gospel as best I could, again, you know, same thing in broken English, or broken Ukrainian, um, but then she kind of, like, you know, hardened up, mm-hmm. and, and I, and then this, while we were, while I was talking with her, someone, uh, some, another Ukrainian walked by and heard us talking in Ukrainian, and she's like, uh, Slavo Ukrainu, you know, and I'm like, and then this lady's like, uh, Ukraine is God. I'm oh, like, wow. whoa. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't agree with you there. And and then and I used that as kind of a you know another stepping stone to reach out to this another another lady that was there. You know, and it was just like, like if I never talked to this one lady, if I didn't, you know, if nobody noticed her, then two people would have been missed. You yeah, know, just yeah. like these small little testimonies that are just like you know. You never would have thought yeah. you, would, you would have them. You know? And I don't think we should ever take it upon ourselves to think like every single word I say has such a you know crazy like saying like, oh, I need to speak in such perfect Ukrainian. And every word I say has such a crazy impact. And that's, you know, true. But the, the real truth is that God does the work in the hearts. Like you said, like or like I just read, you know, he's knocking on the door. And if even a person just lets him in a little bit and you can just. God can do his work. You plant the seed and, and God, you know, um, gives the increase, you know, and, 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 um, 
it's just through these simple things like you were saying um and you know i, I was just i'm just so grateful for the time that we were able to come and i'm sure like in the next couple of weeks we'll still be talking about this mission strip and <laughs> it was amazing to start our whole entire year with a two-week mission strip you know and and um this past week i've been just taking time off just reflecting on, on what what happened and um and I, I'm very happy. I went from, you know, my attitude changed from, like, why am I here to thinking, like, I'm so happy I went and I want to go back, you know. Yeah. And my whole mindset has been changed towards mission trip, and I never thought I'd want to, you know, continue in this. You know, I thought maybe I'd go on one just to see how it is, and I never felt like, oh, I'm just going to be a missionary. But, you know, uh, you know where God leads you, you got to go there, you know. That's and right. so I, I just be more open to that. Um, yeah, and – uh, I'm sure we're going to be posting a lot more, you know, on Instagram. So if you are interested, you know, stay in touch, uh, stay tuned. Um, I know this Monday, tomorrow, uh, or I guess tonight, if you're listening to this, uh, they're gonna we're gonna have like a time where just um, everyone who went can can share, you know, testimonies and things like that. So I definitely tune into that, or you know, right. Sure. And and we'll try to get more people on that were on the mission trip just to see maybe from different. Try to get one from each city. Just talk about what we've learned and um, hope that you guys enjoy it. And God bless you guys. Yeah, God bless.